Hi everyone, it's Dr. Denise. This is the Dr. Denise Show, and this is the Embrace Your Neurostyle series and beyond. And wow, I'm kind of blown away by the guest today because it's so interesting when you pay attention to timing. So I'm very excited to have Sandy Hart here today. And Sandy is an award-winning leader in the fields of women's empowerment and interfaith community building. She founded the Women's Interfaith International Grassroots Grassroots Organization, Sarah, the Spiritual and Religious Alliance for Hope, the morning of 9-11. We're going to hear a lot about that. There's going to be a bio. Sandy, welcome to the Dr. Denise Show. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to be here. I have to tell you, I'm smiling. So part of the and beyond discussions are sort of a golden thread through all the different content of what I do and what I see and what I feel is, you know, we all open up our emails, right? We're all here having our human experience. And depending on what we do, we may have a few emails or may have a lot. So I just want to say thank you to Dia Shindera who um, introduced me to your content because right when I skimmed, I use an intuitive process of logic meets reason and intuition. And I was really, really talking a lot this year about the power of shushing yourself or the pause. And then I couldn't believe that Dia's email, which I love everyone when we pay attention to time, was like, would you like to interview Sandy Hart on her book, The Liminal Odyssey, The Alchemical Power of the Spaces in Between? I'm like, yeah. So I just, <laughs> so just want to let you know, I think it's kind of fun. I, I have a lot of gratitude for paying attention to the moments of now of how we connect. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So thank you. Thank you for saying yes and slowing down to the speed of on wonder of the space in between. Yes. So I think one thing that I loved when I started to read the book, and I want everyone to actually do their own kind of getting to know you in the show and then reading the book, but I wanted to say I respect your love and reverence and awareness for the vibrational frequency of words, thoughts, and actions. It's something Mm. I talk about. I just want to say, I want to hear can you just tag off of what it means to you when you're even thinking about and how the title came about the liminal odyssey? To me, that's like that's like its own masterclass in in the vibrational frequency of words, thoughts, and actions. Oh well, I would love to say it was that well thought out. It was, or technically in, informed um, in that way. Um, I actually had a different working title throughout the course of writing this book. The first time I sat down to write the stories, um, and and it is a, a series of my true life stories, but when I started thinking about, well, what was making those experiences that I was having and telling in such a vulnerable way um, possible, like how was I able to get there and live that experience in such a profound way. And I discovered with me that I don't like to waste any opportunity for adventure. And yet, 
I was, it wasn't really landing on me how I was going to make sense of all of this in a book. I knew it was there. I just couldn't grok it. I couldn't touch it. Um, and then I heard this magical world, word, liminal. I could barely say the word. It took me a while to get my okay, hands so in everyone, my hands. Hey, everyone, liminal, liminal, liminal. We're here, everyone. <laughs> it's word of the day. Okay, let's go. Let's learn. I, I, it is going to be the word of the day, but let's make it the word of the era because liminal means threshold. It means the space between here and there, the space between crisis and action, dilemma and choice. It could be a momentary space. It can be an evolutionary growth spurt like we're in right now. And so the, when I heard this word, I'm like, oh, I need to dive deeper into those spaces. What is it in me that I was able to have this experience? Oh, it was reverent listening, or it was understanding being impeccable with my words and my actions and my deeds. These are all skills and things that I had picked up along the way in my journey through people that I admire and respect and love. And so the, the, the word liminal in the title I knew that had to be in the work. I knew that had to be the working part of the working title, but I was thinking more in, in terms of, well, that that makes this a, a liminal journey, but journey just wasn't cutting it. Journey was too linear. Um, it was A to Z, you know, but I thought, no, it's time for something new. It's time. And our life doesn't go in a straight line. Our storylines zig and zag and backwards and forwards. And sometimes we don't learn those lessons and we have to keep going back and until we do. Or, they, or, or certain um, things have to land on us until we learn a lesson over and over again, perhaps. And so for me, I, that's where the word odyssey came from, was thinking of that image of, you know, being out in the... Out in the um, darkness of the vast universe and going left or right or up or down it's all for the taking it's like the wild frontier and when you when you've got the space to explore it really becomes an odyssey so that is the that's where how the the title of the book lived through me and showed up at my feet so first of all thank you for that explanation um you know, it's so interesting. If we take just one sentence for anyone, it's a soundbite in this moment of now and moment of time. And when I launched way back in 2016, sort of the idea of doing a podcast or putting yourself out there in the world, I, you know, we have to pay attention to what I call the pulse of consciousness. Mm. And I think the word paradigm shift just didn't sit with me. And I like the word paradigm progression. Because really what it's honoring is the linear and the nonlinear, the Newtonian understanding of the universe and then the quantum. And what I like about um, liminal odyssey is liminal and threshold. The word threshold itself is very neutral. You know, like let's say you're, oh, let's learn our life lessons. Well, what about our life experiences? And then within life experiences, I believe we have moments of crisis stabilization and thrive. And like you said, that can be in the moment of a day. It can be in like a historical epoch. If you believe, if people are listening, they believe in the concepts of multiverse. 
So what I love about Liminal Odyssey and even paying attention to the title and how that formed, it has flavor, it has context, it has variety, it has movement. And I think that um, even being aware that our words, thoughts, and actions can have such an impact to me is a big part of perception and understanding your own unique neuro style. So I was originally mm-hmm. like, gosh, is she supposed to be on the creative mind series? I'm like, oh my goodness, she's creative, <laughs> but she's doing the perception. And I'm like, wow. So I just want you to, I was like a little kid, like imagine I always like um, that feeling of play. Um, I talk about um, deep play has been one of the themes this year, divine, exquisite, ethereal, and peaceful play. Again, divine, exquisite, ethereal, and peaceful play. And I picture, now I promise you, I'm going to shush myself, but I'm too excited to meet you. Um, I picture you and I with like little pigtails and like our little lollipops. I'm like, hey, Sandy. Hey. Hey, hey, girl. Welcome to the Dr. Denise show. Let's discuss some things today. Oh, I love it. Let's all return to that maiden that's you know in the archetypal maidenhood where we are creative and have fun we trust one another that's where that's where new solutions to old problems are found that's where you can have yeah it's all about following our bliss and isn't that what little girls in pigtails with lollipops can do let's yes. go skip let's go yes. skip and dance <laughs> yes and i want to say it's so interesting because I, the way I was like kind of dropping into awareness to be here with you right now, thank you so much. It's such an honor. As I was looking and I just wanted to just kind of go to that moment in time that I read about when the words gather women mm. dropped into your awareness. Can you tell us that story? Yeah. Um, so I didn't consider myself spiritually inclined um, when I was a young mother growing up. Um, you know, I, I was, I was shushed in a different kind of way by my parents. I was, it, I was kind of caught in a domination trance, <laughs> if you will, of growing up in an environment where um anything outside the lines was considered woo-woo or unconventional. And I believed my parents when they said, don't go there, you know, don't put flowers in your hair and don't hand out love beads on the bus, you know, <laughs> um, which I did anyway. Well, and yet, I'm glad you did. No, but I'm hearing that yeah. a level of restriction and rigidity. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised in that, um, you know, I didn't trust my own instincts but the morning of 9-11, as I'm laying in bed, because in Southern California, the news of what was happening at the World Trade Centers with the terrorist attacks um, was, it was about seven o'clock in the morning. We were woken up on the West Coast to the news. And, you know, I went to bed the night before as the director of sales and marketing for a major home builder. I was a very successful salesperson and I was raising two middle um, school kids, um, living a charmed life, lovely, you know, um, um, you know, kind of like by the book. I'm, I'm getting, um, kind of by very the linear, very safe. like measures of success. Totally. Yeah. And it was very safe and comfortable. I was wrapped up in my kids' lives. So I was a great 
basketball and better soccer mom. You know, I was just, and that's good. That's where you want to be when you're raising your children. But the morning of 9-11, I, by the time I could pry my eyes open and really grasp what was happening, I heard that broadcast, gather women. Uh, in the disbelief, in the shakeup of, to the senses, you know, this assault on the senses of what we're watching, um, could this be true? That could this be happening on our soil? And um, and before my feet hit the ground, I said yes. And then as soon as my feet hit the ground, I said, "What did I just say yes to? And where am I supposed to find the women? And what am I supposed to do once I find them? And what about?" Muslim mothers, what are they doing with their children today? What do I do with my children today? Do we go to school? Do I call them out of school? Is school even happening? I mean, all, all of this is just this entanglement of, of you know, fear and concern. And, and at the same time, my DNA was rearranging. And, and also I'm getting a lot of that um, primal. So it was, it, the words intuitively dropped into your awareness at a time of a feeling of the pulse of consciousness and crisis and um, protection. So it was like this maternal instinct. It, it was my biological innate imperative. I had no choice in the matter. It was what women, you know, the oxytocin was raging. Um, it was, um, you know, tend and befriend, gather women. It was, you know, mother bear energy. Nothing is yes. going to stop me. And I don't have a choice in this matter. I might as well just get out of the way. And I, and I said, yes, but again, I didn't know where I was to find these women. And then, and I think because I, and I don't think I know because of the fact that I said, yes, um, those were my marching orders. And before, Far too long, I was invited into some living room dialogues that the Orange County, because this is all happening in Orange County, California, in Southern California, the Orange County Human Relations Commission had convened uh, groups of citizens to meet in one another's living rooms and to explore the level of tolerance amongst us in our community. And then that information would go back to the commission and it would inform them so that they could create programs to create a more safe and harmonious community. And so I was by the, I was accidentally, <laughs> I appeared to be accidentally invited into this gathering. So I have a and yet there I was amongst about 12 other people, I think it was, from a synagogue, a church, and a mosque. And, um, and our, our unique gathering was different than, and there were 32 of these going on around our county. And ours was unique in that it was just these three of the Abrahamic faiths. And, and I was really paying attention to the women and noticing how women solved problems differently and how they were coming from different perspectives. And while men were, you know, talking about what had happened in their communities and the history and what got them there, the women were working forward in terms of healing our children and protecting our children, protecting life in the next seven generations. It was profoundly distinct. And at the, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull these women together and, Within a few months, 12 women were in my living room and we called ourselves Sarah 
as in the mother of all nations, because at the time we were the three Abrahamic faiths, but we did make sure that women were represented from different faith traditions as well, and also um, secular ethical traditions and non-believers and those who consider themselves spiritual but not religious or identify in a religion at all. Women conforming to our higher and our deeper value systems. And we gave her an acronym, Spiritual and Religious Alliance for Hope. And we just celebrated our 20th year. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. Are you with me? Uh Uh-oh. Hello? Hello. 